Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Mart, get spring holiday savings. Buy three tyres and get the fourth absolutely free. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on trusted tyre brands like Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear, BF Goodrich, Michelin, Zenon and Motorsport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test season apply. is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Big Bad Baz could be in hot water over frosty attack. Supercars calendar shake-up. Maybe in Coulthard out of the race for remaining supercar seats. New look Mustang Gen 3 Ford to be unveiled soon. Oldest racer laments Pukekohe's passing. Plus, SVG's unorthodox Bathurst Prep and the future of the revised Tasman Cup. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. It's a very big show. So let's get stuck straight in. Controversial Erebus Motorsport team boss Barry Ryan could be facing action for his televised assault on Mark Winterbottom at Pukekohe. Motorsport Australia and supercars are believed to be looking into the incident, which could see Ryan brought up on a charge of bringing the sport into disrepute. He verbally and physically remonstrated with Winterbottom in an altercation shown live on the broadcast. They clashed when Frosty went to the Erebus garage to clear the air with Will Brown over the first lap contact in Sunday's first race that sent Brown slamming into the concrete safety barrier at the entrance to the pit lane. The 56G impact totaled the number nine boost mobile racing Commodore and left Brown winded, but otherwise unharmed. As they argued afterwards, Ryan is seen on TV berating Winterbottom and twice shoving the former Supercars champion and Bathurst 1000 winner aside, aggressively ordering him to leave. The confrontation was shown live, but the audio was indistinct as Fox Sports telecast host Jess Yates and guest commentator Greg Murphy talked over the top of the vision. But it was clear that Ryan was typically salty in his comments to Winterbottom, who was trying to explain himself to an agitated and aggrieved Brown. To be clear, Ryan didn't hit Frosty, but his arm swipes appeared forceful and definitely made contact. It was, as one senior official observed, a bad look, and Ryan could be sanctioned for his physical action. Parked Up Plus has learned that while it is up to supercars to instigate action, Motorsport Australia, the sport's governing body, is likely to raise the matter this week. Discussions between MA and supercars will decide if action should be taken. Under the rules, Ryan could be charged with bringing the sport into disrepute. If it's decided his actions warrant a sanction, he could be heavily fined or 
even banned from leading the team at next month's Bathurst 1000, or both. Although not overtly violent, it was an ugly scene that was unnecessarily physical amid two drivers having a heated verbal dispute. Now, while we all enjoy Baz's unfiltered comments, appearing to strike a competitor is unacceptable. In any other major sport, such an action, not to mention twice, would result in an immediate sanction. There's no suggestion that Ryan lashed out at Winterbottom with any intent of harm, but in these times, any physical contact during an argument or dispute could be construed as assault. Supercars and Motorsport Australia need to at least publicly acknowledge that Ryan shoving or pushing Winterbottom aside was unacceptable and won't be tolerated in the future. The heat between Frosty, Brown and Ryan was elevated by the consequences of the car-wrecking crash. It jeopardises Erebus's Boost Mobile wildcard entry at Bathurst for Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway. That is the team's spare car, which may have to be switched to Brown and Jack Perkins if the Pukekohe wreck can't be revived in time. The team claims it won't compromise on preparing a third entry, although Boost boss Peter Adderton has declared that he's prepared to buy in a car if necessary. Next year's Repco Supercars Championship will be 12 rounds, with a couple of iconic events set to miss out. The hot calendar chat from Pukekohe is that with the Newcastle 500 returning as the 2023 season opener, Simmons Plains, Perth, The Bend and even New Zealand are vulnerable. We're hearing Newcastle, AGP, Winton, Darwin, Townsville, Sandown, returning as the 500, Bathurst, Gold Coast and Adelaide are locked in. The other three rounds are a battle between Simmons Plains, Wanneroo Park, Queensland Raceway, The Bend and New Zealand. Hampton Downs is favourite to replace Pukekohe, but it's not a done deal. We're hearing track safety upgrades will be required to host a supercars event. The 2023 supercars calendar is due to be released before next month's Bathurst 1000. Supercars farewelled Pukekohe Park Raceway in front of a sellout crowd on Sunday. Local hero Shane Van Gisbergen delighted the fans with two race wins to also clinch the Jason Richards Trophy. SVG finished with a flourish, charging from eighth on the grid to beat Cam Waters after a gripping late race battle in the final encounter. He extended his title lead to 525 points as he now embarks on an unusual build-up for next month's Bathurst 1000. As Van Gisbergen told Grant Rowley, his big advantage leaves him free to go all out at Mount Panorama. Yeah, well, it's been a pretty amazing weekend. And then, yeah, this morning was good in the race. And then that race, I thought, you know, if we got to fifth or something would be good for the championship points. But yeah, the car right from the start was pretty hooked up and was able to pass some people and the clean air really helped as well. And yeah, got through, it was crazy. You'd said 
uh, a couple of rounds ago that you wanted to uh, get enough points in the bank so you didn't have yep. to worry about it at Bathurst. Are you yep. comfortable with where you are? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's a, had a dream run the last few rounds and then to get that uh, get that lead, I, I don't know what it is now, 500 something I guess, and we can have a proper crack in a few weeks. No rest, straight into rally uh, yeah. testing. That's an uh, exciting event leading up to the 1000 as well. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty nervous about that one. Like it's a big event for me. Um, you know, uh, I'll see how I go. I haven't really changed much setup in that car at all. I've just been driving it and learning. So I don't really know what I need from the rally car or what things do. So yeah, it'll be interesting to play tomorrow. Play with diffs. Diffs aren't something we normally play with. You know, with the lock diff. So yeah, hopefully learn a bit. And cool that uh, Hayden Patterns come to yeah. race as well. They uh, like an awesome uh, benchmark, I guess you could oh, probably say. I, I, I'm not even thinking about matching him. Like uh, maybe on the Jacks Ridge stage at the end of the rally, um, I can have a go on that one because I know it. The rest of it, I, I just want to get to the end. Like I, I know that I'm nowhere near that level. I have so much to learn. I, I can drive the car pretty well, but knowing the pace notes and learning the roads, like. I have so much to learn, so the more miles I can do, the faster I'll be. Grant also spoke with the weekend's other Kiwi high performer, Andre Heimgartner, who scored a second and a third for pit stop stars Brad Jones Racing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to, way to finish Pukekohe. I think we couldn't let the Aussies come out on top on that one, and um, obviously having two Kiwis on the podium too is pretty special, so... Um, for myself, awesome weekend. You know, it's great to get two podiums. It's always hard to do have a consistent weekend, and we managed to get that and do that. So, awesome way to get prepared for Mount Panorama as well. Yeah, it's a, a good thing for the team. Gives them lots of motivation and and drive going forward. It's been you know, up and down year, but to to you know, have a weekend like that, um, I think all the hard work that's going to go into Bathurst is, becomes all worth it. On the sidelines was Fabian Coulthard joining the chorus of Kiri Regret for Pukekohe's impending demise. No, I'm gutted. I won't be able to uh, race here again, you know, ever. So, um, you know, we obviously we can transfer transfer to a online sense, which will be fun, but I think you only need to look out the garage and, and look at the crowd, and the crowd's fantastic. Probably one of the best crowds we would have seen this year in this championship. So um, New Zealand's really supporting it, get behind this event, and... You know, it's going to be a huge loss to uh, New Zealand motorsport and Australian motorsport. Great thing is New Zealand have lots of other racing circuits, but nothing like Pukekohe. Nothing. You know, this track's got a whole heap of character. You know, it's got a combination of everything. You know, high levels of commitment, lots of bumps, different surfaces. So um, as a driver, it's exciting and it's fun, but um, yeah, it's going to be a, a huge loss. More from Fabs about his future coming up. Pukekohe will close to motor racing next April after 60 years as New Zealand's premier circuit. The only driver who's raced there every year is Kiwi legend Kenny Smith, still competing at 81. Smith went up against all the Formula One and Formula 5000 greats in the Tasman Cup Championship at Pukekohe, and he made it clear to Grant Rowley that he's not at all happy the historic track is closing next year. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, when you look at it, Pukekohe is Pukekohe Racetrack. You take the racetrack out and you're destroying the town. It's like knocking a heritage building down, isn't it? 
I don't know, it'd been lovely for someone to have bought it underneath them and carried on with it, you know. It, it can accommodate cars and horses, it's done it that long so it's not affecting it, but I just have an idea, because of the value of it, they'd probably be cashing a lot of it up. Yeah, such a shame. But I guess the great thing is that you guys have got so many racetracks over here, plenty to uh, fall back on. You don't have another Pukekohe, but uh, there are lots of others. Well, we are lucky because Tony Quinn's come in and propped it up now. Without him, with the three circuits that he owns in New Zealand, it, we might be sad for circuits. And he's done a wonderful job, and that's what we need to have someone like him around to push it. So. No, it's a great place, Pukekohe, and it's just, we've had the best drivers in the world out here, you know. You know, the Jimmy Clark, all the Formula One drivers, McLaren, Holm, Amon, Surtees, you can name, sit there and name them forever. So it's been an honour to be running around in the same race as them. Kenny Smith's career has spanned 65 seasons, and he's planning to see out Pukekohe in 2023. Well, there's a new uh, Formula Open single-seater class and it's got 25 registered entries and there's uh, more than half of them with Toyota FT40 and FT50 cars and Atlantic cars, so we're going to do that six-round series and uh, and I'm just trying to talk to myself whether my shoulders are good enough to drive in the 51st Grand Prix for me. So we'll, we'll have plenty of cars to drive this year, there won't be any of that. So it's the 51st New Zealand Grand Prix, how many of the... No, it's my 51st, yeah, we did the last one uh, before COVID, 50th in, uh, in a Toyota, so that was good. Amazing. Uh, okay, and uh, young guys, uh, I've been in the Formula Ford paddock a couple of times on the weekend and you're always talking to the young guys, it must be satisfying to uh, pass on pieces of um, you know what you've picked up over the last uh, 60 years and, and help the next wave. Well there is, when you look at it New Zealand's got some tremendous talent with these kids in Formula Fords and I've always raved that Formula Ford is the greatest class in the world and I think Aussie agree with me the V8 people say the same you get them in there and when they learn to drive them properly then they're good enough to go and jump into something better and um, and I, you know, I just enjoy helping them. When they win a race, it's like winning it yourself when you've given them a bit of help. And, and, and that's what, over the years, you learn something and you don't know everything, but hey, it's nice to pass on and help and tell them what's going on. So I'll always be doing that while I'm breathing. Aussie Will Power has won his second IndyCar title, joining a long list of greats. Toowoomba Ray's power clinched the crown by finishing third in the series finale at Laguna Seca in California, capping a season of controlled consistency. According to veteran IndyCar rider Kurt Cavan, while power isn't an all-time great, he ranks highly in the IndyCar pantheon. Well, I think when you factor in all the races that he's won and now the record for the most polls in an IndyCar career, I think you have to slot him above a lot of people. I mean, I think we've got somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 15 drivers who have won multiple series championships, but nobody can, or very few at least, uh, can boast the diversity of, of his accomplishments the way he can. Uh, you'd still be hard-pressed to put him, you know, in a in a, in a very elite category, you know the the Dixons, the Foyts, the Andrettis. But you know, if if you add everything up, I think it certainly has him among the all time greats. And we've watched a couple of these guys, Dixon and Power in particular, uh, do this on a regular basis over the last two decades. 
And certainly he's been one of those, well, I'd say quiet achievers. Um, doesn't make a lot of noise, but certainly this year, consistency was the key. Really was. He, uh, he, he, he said going into the season that, that uh, he wanted to play the long game, and, and that was to, uh, to not just go for every lap led and, and every race win that, that uh, maybe he could or couldn't get, but, but literally just play the consistent game. And if you could finish third and the car was a third-place car, that's what you take and not try to do too much. I think we have seen, both of us have seen Will make mistakes uh, under the pressure, uh, and I think he rolled with it better this time you look back i mean the big signature one was 2012 when he all he had to do was keep brian hunter ray within his sights and he spun will did uh spun midway through that race at at uh fontana california on the big oval and and crashed and and hunter ray didn't do anything special to win that championship but will kind of gave it away will kind of gave it away in 2010 and 2011 as well so you know, I think he just played a more consistent, do what the, what the race allows on this particular day. And, and more often than not, that's worked out well for him this year. Power is IndyCar champion again at 41. And Kevin thinks he still has more good years and perhaps another Indy 500 win to come. Well, you might have argued uh, less over more, but in this case, he's going to drive for Team Penske. So that probably at least adds two more years to to your uh, longevity if you were with just a team. I, I think back to uh, to where Elio Castroneves is at this point. That team's not anywhere near Team Penske, and so it shows with Elio's results, and it shows with his, his performances week in, week out. I mean, Will has talked about, you know, they've talked about now extending his contract now that they've gotten uh, – Scott McLaughlin's contract extended as well. And they've got Joseph for another couple of more years for sure, or at a minimum. And so I think Will's going to sign on at least for another two or three years. So I think you're looking at probably four years total. Uh, I think he could, he could certainly run at this pace and this uh, quality over the next two or three years. And, and you might get four or five more years of, of legitimate, you know, contending week in week out. And conceivably, another Indy 500 win in there. Yeah, I was going to say right right there that um, he's probably well-suited if the team can kind of get back to its Indy 500 form. They've been off a little bit the last couple of years, but I think uh, that may be where he's best suited. I was really starting to doubt whether or not he could catch Mario Andretti with the pole record now at 68 all by himself because I just wondered about the the competition in this series whether or not you know at 41 42 43 years old he could be the consistent qualifier that he has been but certainly power uh, made a big move in that respect this year and and uh, you know I just think it's more likely that if if we took from this point forward I think he'll win more races than he'll win polls but anything is possible with Will, and we've seen that this season. The standout of the year was former Supercars champion Scott McLaughlin, winning three races and finishing fourth in the standings in his second season. McLaughlin exceeded expectations by contending for the title, 
And Kurt Cavan says there's no doubt Scotty is the real deal as a potential future IndyCar champion. He really is. I, I actually had uh, undersold him for, for this sophomore season. I thought, you know, going into the year, I thought if he could finish seventh, I thought that would be a, a spectacular result. I mean, you look at, I didn't think he could beat Power and Newgarden and Dixon. Polo, there's four. Probably Herda, Award, that makes six. Uh, you're not even counting, you know, Rossi and, and the good run that we saw from Marcus Erickson. Uh, so I really thought seventh might be his ceiling for this year. But, you know, the cameras weren't on Scott in this last lap at, uh, at Laguna Seca. And he got his way past Grosjean in order to tie Alex Pelot for fourth place in the standings. And he owned the tiebreaker, which was more victories during the season. So, you know, just, just a really good, good effort. I mean, I, I think it might be the story of the season, actually. Uh, I think it's even more impressive than what Newgarden did in winning five races. The fact that uh, uh, Scott came out and, and won the first race of the season on the streets of St. Petersburg in pretty dominating fashion. I, I would not have in any, in any scenario predicted that. And then he came on strong in the second half of the season, wins at, at Mid Ohio, and and uh, and and you know really cements himself uh, with three wins as as one of the guys to beat next year. More to come after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. It's all in the name. It's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year. But the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend, there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. Every fortnight, you're listening to Parked Up Plus. Back to supercars and sideline star Fabian Coulthard has all but ruled himself out of return to full-time racing next year. Talking to Parked Up host Grant Rowley, Coulthard made it clear he thinks he's out of the running for a comeback in 2023. Next year, I'm sure you'd love to be back in. There's a few moving parts of the 2023 Supercars silly season. Can you play a role in it? I don't think so. Do you want to? Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to play a role in it, or are you happy? Uh, happy is probably not the right word. Are you content with this next phase of your career? Ultimately, I'd like to um, be racing full time again, and you know, be able to finish, you know, my full time career on my terms. You know, the the card that I was dealt this year, um, you know, getting the decision made for me for not racing full time was definitely not the way I wanted to end my career. So, if the right opportunity came up in the right team, um, you know, it'd be definitely something I'd consider. Fabs is now looking forward to partnering defending champion Chaz Mostert in the Bathurst 1000. He's been embedded with Walkinshaw Andretti United this season and likes the vibe in the team heading to the mountain. I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, they obviously had a great run there last year, um, but it's been good to come away to the events with the team and, and be in the debriefs and see their processes and, and obviously learn the new stuff that I didn't know from when I was here in 2010 and 2011. Um, 
but the vibe's good. You know, everyone's pretty pumped, pretty energetic, excited, and um, you know, ready for the mountain. What do you think your chances are? Now they, they've probably got a similar form to what they had last year. They rolled out of the gate and uh, they were they were on it from Thursday practice. Uh, do, do you think that's do you think that's possible again? Anything's possible, but um, I've always said the mountain chooses you. Uh, I'm no stranger to that place. I've been there um, sort of every every year since 2004, and uh, I've stood on the podium there once. So. Um, yeah, they had a great car. They had a great package. Uh, they got the ultimate result. But you know, I think those weekends, uh, you know, a, a dream weekend like that doesn't come around very often. You know, we're still going to have to do everything right. We're going to have to have the right strategy, stay out of trouble, and things like that. So, um, I'm looking forward to the challenge. For me, it's going to be a totally different role being a co-driver. You know, I'm used to going there, qualifying, being in the shootout, doing all the hard stuff. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the different role. With Coulthard ruled out and Mark Winterbottom re-signing with Team 18 for another two years, the Supercar's silly season is starting to settle down. With Todd Hazelwood set to move from Metstone Racing to Blanchard Racing Team, replacing Premier Racing-bound Tim Slade, there's a seat for a young gun available. Over at Tickford Racing, Zach Best is looming as a serious threat to Jake Kostecki. Meanwhile, Fabian Coulthard will rejoin the Stan Sport commentary team as the Speed Series returns at Sandown this weekend. Now, speaking of the Speed Series, planning for next year is well advanced. Australian Racing Group Chief Executive Matt Braid reveals that, at most, a modest expansion of the Speed Series calendar is being considered. Yeah, look, I, I, we're in a good position that uh, now that we're sort of in the clear, we're actually able to look uh, look at 2023 and plan for 2023 without any major challenges uh, in front of us, which is very pleasing and, a, and a, a welcome change. So for 2023, we are in the midst of planning our calendar uh, for Speed Series in conjunction with Stan Sport and Motorsport Australia. I think we're, obviously we did seven events all up this year. The view is we could do seven and maybe eight next year in 2023. I don't think there'll be some dramatic change to that. Uh, you know, we've visited some great circuits this year and obviously some still to, to some rounds still yet to come in 2022. But next year will be largely the same, but ideally optimised more from a point of view of timing, uh, timing of certain events, obviously uh, with circuit availability and also to build momentum in the series. I think we'd really like to get to a point where it's, it's a, an even gap between rounds uh, and can build that momentum of speed series where the fan base is just used to, you know, around a, a month almost. Uh, and literally what Formula One has done, you know, not so much in recent years because they've moved around a lot, but, you know, in prior years, and obviously you know from, from your time there as well, that, you know, that every two weeks you knew a Formula One race would be on. And I think ideally we'd love to be in that position with speed series that there's that regular time frame between, between the rounds that helps us build momentum for the series. ARG's revised Tasman Cup Championship for S5000 will again be restricted to Australia, run over three rounds at the Gold Coast 500, Bathurst International and Adelaide 500. But Braid confirms that the future plan is to restore the annual summer series with races on both sides of the Tasman. 
Yeah, look, I mean, as as you as you say, and uh, as the name suggests, and the history that's there with that with that series, is, I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, I think even growing up as a youngster and looking back in in time at what the Tasman series was, and who who was who was attracted to that series and came out to race that time, it'd be absolutely fantastic to re recreate that. I think you know, COVID, uh, and I, I hate to keep coming back to the COVID challenges, but it's, it is what it is. The national logistics side of, of, of motorsports been very difficult at that time but the intention to actually start something with Tasman and build from it I think was important for us and we were able to start that last year uh, the Tasman series and having the name on the on the Tasman trophy with some very illustrious predecessors have held that trophy aloft uh, is very appealing for a lot of young drivers and to be able to start it again build it and ideally in in time to come to look at going across and having obviously competition in New Zealand as well as Australia and, and creating a, a bespoke series in its own right at the right time of the year to facilitate that and facilitate international drivers coming out to race it would be would be something very special. So I, I don't have a time frame on when we could achieve that, but certainly long term, that'd love that'd be fantastic to be the aim and it's it's what we're looking forward to achieving if we can. Ford's new Mustang Road car will be unveiled at the revived Detroit Auto Show on Thursday morning, Australian time. The S650 Mustangs update and its new look will be on the grid in supercars in Gen 3, guys. A reveal of the Gen 3 supercars Mustang may accompany, or at least follow shortly after, the production version's launch. Racing figures heavily in the future of the seventh-generation Mustang, variants of which will race in supercars, NASCAR and GT3. Parked Up Plus has learned that the Racing V8 soundtrack of a recent new Mustang social media teaser was from the Gen 3 Mustang prototype's Coyote engine. New shaped body panels have already been produced by Ford Gen 3 homologation team GJR, with the new look racer set to make its public debut at Bathurst. Back after this important message. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the home straight. Supercars, Formula One, IndyCar, WEC and WRC. It was all happening over the weekend. Here's Grant Rowley with his roundup of all the action presented by our partner, Bob Jane Teamer. It was the perfect farewell for Pukekohe as Shane Van Gisbergen took two victories on Sunday, including a thrilling battle for the lead in race 29 with Cameron Waters. After winning Saturday's opening race, Will Davison was hampered in his pit stops on Sunday as Kiwi Shane Van Gisbergen extended his championship lead to 525 points, approaching the Repco Bathurst 1000 next month. In IndyCar, it was reigning champion Alex Palau winning the final round at Laguna Seca, but Australian willpower secured his second title by finishing in third place behind title rival and teammate Joseph Newgarden. 
following a clash with Palau. Scott McLaughlin recovered to sixth, ending his second full IndyCar season fourth in the standings. Fellow New Zealander Scott Dixon finished 12th and was third in the points. Max Verstappen continues to dominate the Formula One World Championship after securing his fifth victory in a row at the Italian Grand Prix. Key title rival Charles Leclerc was second in his Ferrari ahead of the Mercedes of George Russell. Australian Daniel Ricciardo's season didn't improve, retiring late in his McLaren due to an engine failure. The Formula 2 and Formula 3 titles were decided at Monza. Brazilian Felipe Drugovic secured the F2 title, while Victor Martins won Formula 3 at what was the season finale. And in NASCAR, Bubba Wallace took victory in Kansas from Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell. That's the wrap from Home and Abroad. My name is Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane Teammates. Finally, we heard earlier from Kiwi racing legend Kenny Smith, who at 81 is likely the oldest active racing driver in the world. Smith has promoted young Kiwi talent to the world stage, including IndyCar star Scott Dixon. The jockey-sized octogenarian has a simple philosophy on while he's still racing after 65 years and counting. Well, I'm too old to stop now. It's um, no, it's up in January this year. It'll be 65 consecutive seasons, and but I just love doing it. I mean, I, I love looking at a lot of other sports, but I can't see how people can go so far in life sports and decide, oh, I'll give it away now. It's too hard to do. You know, you come out and watch something, and think, geez, I've got to be in a car. And that's why this weekend there was only Fords here, and it's, I've done the whole 60 years at Pukekohe, and so we've got an old car to run. It's not competitive, but it doesn't matter. It's getting out there and doing it. That's the main thing. It's a really cool pedigree in the car that you're driving, Craig Beds. Uh, old 86, is that it's right? It's an 86, and he won the championship, the Gold Star, uh, Ch- uh, Formula Ford Championship in uh, 88. In it. So we should shorten his legs and throw him in it for the next race. <laughs> That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and another special guest on Thursday. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane Team Arts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need, tyres, wheels or batteries. We've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15 inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, ROI, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4 ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane Team Arts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Tastes and C's apply. Bob Jane.